This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself, Bob Leffler. And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals just like you, where we explain why everything you have been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite. And I'm joined by my guest host, the lovely Ramon, ladies and gentlemen. Making a lot less money in a lot more time. Number one in your hearts, number eight in your program. You Mm -hmm. know him, you got to love him, Ramon B. Thank you, thank you. So uh, we always start this uh, shindig, as I like to call it, with the headlines of the day. You're familiar with this, aren't you, Ramon? Uh, Vaguely, but let's try this. Let's just try it. Now, you know I love the studies, the research, the studies you that they are, often do. They yes. print in the magazines and the newspapers. You love the data. Here's one. A study says that the man-made heat absorbed by the ocean has doubled in 25 years. Did you hear about that? I did not know that man-made mm-hmm. heat was absorbed by the I ocean. I did not know that. I yeah. did not know that. The heat source, they mm-hmm. found out, is that little kid standing waist deep in the water with that weird look on his face. See what I'm saying? Now, I don't normally do this. Now, my partner, Doreen, she's been on the show. We made fun of her. I mean, I uh, talked with her a couple of times on yeah. the show. She's out there in the lobby. We actually, people don't realize this. We have a lobby. Leather couches, too. You like Leather that? Leather ca- I think it's uh, pleather. Well. Imitation naugahyde or something like that. It's pretty classy. But she's out there doing her homework. But um, she introduced me to a TV show. Do you watch the TV? More than I would like to admit, <laughs> Okay. Yes. Now, that, that cheers me up because people these days, they don't watch the TV. But she turned me on to this show called Joe Para Talks With You. Have you seen this show? That I have not. <laughs> You've got to see this show. Now, Doreen has a son. And whenever he recommends any TV show or movie – it's guaranteed solid gold every time. He has very good taste. Not in mothers, this? but in you know, TV and movies. <laughs> he couldn't pick that one. Yeah. So Joe Para talks with you. So I'm, re- I'm just going to recommend. I'm just plugging other people. Who is stuff. Joe Para? Joe Para is a, is a New York City comedian. And then his comedian girlfriend, I don't know if she's his girlfriend in real life, but on the show, her name is Joe Firestone. And then they act like they live in Marquette. Uh, Michigan, which is up in the Upper Peninsula, and they talk like people from the Upper Peninsula. It's solid gold. I will have to yeah, Google search that one. Yeah. Uh, so I'm binge watching it. Do you ever binge watch? I do. Watch what do you it. binge? I'm going to guess that you binge watch old episodes of Deadwood. Uh, I watched that one all the way through. <laughs> I did. See, so yeah. I'm pretty good guess. Yeah, I, I know pretty you. Good, but I'm also a Mad Men. Um, Breaking Bad, of course. No, I've never Better seen Call that. Saul. I've never seen that. Breaking Bad? Never seen that. That's pretty I think pretty it's a documentary good. about my youth, but I've never seen it. <laughs> well, let's get down to bit business here, well, as I as like well. to say. Call it the business. So uh, one thing. Now, have you ever seen, speaking of TV, um, these commercials about the My Pillow? Have you ever seen that? Uh, yes. Yeah. yeah. You'd have to be in a lead mine not to see this Mike mm-hmm. Lindell guy out there uh-huh. hawking his My Pillow. Now, are you a My Pillow owner? No. 
I'd I like am. to try one, I must say. Okay. Yeah. Listen, just, You'd like to buy me one, that'd be fine. I'm not going to, but just Fair go enough. out and get it. Okay. Just get the my pillow, and uh, it's fantastic. Okay. I don't know what the, what the deal is. but Are they going to be a sponsor anytime soon? Uh, we'll see. Uh, now, if I'm, if I'm thirsty for coffee, oh, well, I'm going to just of, demonstrate the sponsor. Speaking of people who aren't paying us, but... Oh. That's very refreshing. Mm, mm, mm. So, um, my pillow, we do want them as a sponsor. We do. Yeah, we would like to shake them down or hit them up or whatever you call it. But um, they do something right that realtors could learn from. And that is uh, they sell the outcome, not the process. This is the thing that realtors always do wrong. They're always selling the process and not the outcome. So, if you were to watch a my pillow, commercial and Mike Lindell got on there. He said, here's what I did. I took a Tempur-Pedic mattress. I run it through a bread slicer crossways, two ways, cube it up in a little tiny chunks, throw it in a, in a, in a cloth bag, sew up the end. Who wants to buy one? No one would buy the MyPillow. So what he's selling is a good night's sleep. Absolutely. Yeah. And they do a great job, but they never talk about what's in it, how it's made, anything like that. It's, they're selling a good night's sleep. So Sell the sizzle, not, not the, the steak. steak. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh, realtors, when they go on listing presentations and when they're on the phone, they're always talking about the process. So the process when you're a real estate agent is kind of like the process of buying a car. You know, When you buy a car, everybody thinks, oh, this is going to be hell. I'm gonna, they're going to sit me in that little room, grind me, do the rectal exam that is my uh, credit report and all that stuff. And, uh, but the car has new car smell. The car is wonderful. They, you test drive it. You go, oh, I can see me doing this, right? So sell the test drive, not, not the process is what they do. That's how they get us in there. And the process is horrible. Now, our process is the only one worse. You know, we uh, stick a lockbox on your house. People can see it any time of the day. They make fun of how you live, uh, your horrible decorating. It smells a little like cats in here, doesn't it, uh, Ramon? And then they, uh, oh, they put photos of how horrible a decorator you are all over the Internet so people can make fun of you there. They have the drone flyover video. They got the photos. They got the staging. They got all that stuff. Uh that's the process, and it is unpleasant. So, uh, oh, and then they charge you 7%, and, you know, where did all my money go and all that? So the outcome is what fearless agents sell. So uh, I want everybody to be great at selling the outcome. So what is the outcome? So I want everybody to just write this down. You've got buyers. You've got seller. Not you, Ramon. You don't need to write this down. I'm writing it down Buyers. anyway. Good information. <laughs> Buyers, sellers, and investors. So if I said to um, – let's say I was a doctor and I said, um, you know, it's, uh, it's possible at your age that you might be having cancer, a certain type of cancer. So there's a way that I can – guarantee you that we would catch it early enough if you have it or you could have peace of mind knowing that you don't have it. Would you be interested in that? Or I could describe in great detail the process of the colonoscopy, which is going to sell me more uh, 
services. So obviously the process is not what you want to go through. So the buyers, their outcome that you want to sell is getting the best house of all the houses that are available to them. So the buyer wants that. Now, uh, what they don't want to know about is how that's accomplished. How it's accomplished is you meet with my lender. You get pre-approved through my lender, the one I recommend, not the one that you know you would go to normally because uh, I don't want you to have a problem. You would uh, come into my office. We would, I would ask you a bunch of questions about what you like, what you don't like, more importantly, what you don't like. Then I would search the MLS based on that those answers. Then, so I, I've got this process. Then we go looking, and then you'd overpay so that you can win the bidding war. Uh, you'd have non-refundable earnest money so you can overpay and win the bidding war. You would have. Uh, Buy it as is, not ask for repairs, so you can overpay, have non-refundable earnest money, and win the bidding war. Uh, so that's how you get to live in your favorite house. But none of that sounds like fun, so you just say, if there was a way that I could guarantee you, you would get to live in your favorite house and you wouldn't have some other guy living in your favorite house, would you want to do that? Yes. Everybody says yes to that. So ask the question they say yes to. They say, how would you guarantee that, Bob? Say, you don't need to worry about that. You let me worry about that. But you're going to have to do exactly what I tell you to do or you're going to live in your 15th favorite house, not your favorite house. Would you be willing to do exactly what I tell you to do? And they'd say yes. Then you introduce each step of that process as it goes, but they've already agreed to do it. The seller's outcome that they want is more money, bottom line, than they could get any other way. They want to get more money for their house, and how they get it really isn't of interest to them. That's not what they care about. They care about the money. The investor wants to get the highest rate of return that they can get with the lowest amount of risk. Um, all the things that it, that Realtors talk about to investors the gross rent multiplier, the cap rate, the internal rate of return, the financial way. All of that stuff is process stuff. None of that is necessary. So you just say if you do step by step exactly what I tell you to do, don't buy this, buy that, you're going to get the highest rate of return. And any investor who doesn't care about getting the highest rate of return isn't a real investor. So the sellers again, who most of us focus on, want to get the largest cash amount of it at closing that they can get any other way. So that's the product that we sell. So forget the process when you're on the phone prospecting, when you're face-to-face, -face, uh, always focus on the outcome, forget the process. So I was thinking about what tools do you need? Let's say you were getting brand new into real estate. What would you need in order to be – what's the minimum stuff you would need to be successful? Well, you would have to have MLS access, okay? You're not going to be an effective real, real estate agent for your clients if you don't have MLS access. You would need a smartphone probably, cell phone. You would need lockboxes and a lockbox key. 
maybe you'd need open house signs, right? Um, you'd need a car. So other than that stuff, which is the tools, the, the physical tools you would need, uh, there's not much else you would need. Then I would recommend fearless agent coaching. If you wanted to earn way, way more than all the other agents in your office, you could you could have fearless agent coaching. You could use a dialing platform for prospecting like Mojo. I would recommend that. Another sponsor we should have sound effects for. So if you had fearless agent coaching, Mojo for your dialing platform and your data, you have a car, maybe you have open house signs. You have a lockbox key and lockboxes. You have a phone. You have MLS access. And you're working for a real estate company. Then you've got everything you need for me to make you rich. There's not one other thing. Will you need to do any marketing whatsoever? No, you would not. Fearless agents don't have to do marketing because they're already making so much money without doing any. They don't need to. They would never think of it, honestly. So – when you get into real estate, you're sold. All these people are after you to sell you all kinds of stuff. They're, they're going to be selling you the staging class. They're going to be selling you on the photos in the MLS. You're, they're going to be selling you all this, you know, websites, all kinds of stuff that just doesn't matter. Does the brand matter? Well, let's say I'm a buyer. Uh, let's let's pick the number one most famous brand in real estate. You can just write that down. Write down the number two most famous brand in real estate. So in my area, that would be different than in your area. Maybe if you're in Chicago, the most famous brand would be a local independent named Baird and Warner. Or if you're in uh, Tennessee, it might be Crylike. Or if you're in uh, the Northwest, it might be John L. Scott. So there's some big independents that are famous in certain areas. But it might be Century 21. It might be Cobo Banker. It might be Remax. Is that going to matter if the buyer wants the best to get the best house? If, if I'm working with a buyer and the buyer wants to get the best house and I've got all those tools available to me, is it going to matter – which house they get because of which brand I'm with? No, it wouldn't matter what brand I'm with. I could be at, uh, you know, BS Realty, Bob Smith's place, or I could be at uh, Fearless Agent Realty or Century 21. It wouldn't matter. To get the buyer or to get the the seller absolute top dollar more than they could get any other way, would it really matter which brand I'm in? Now, I would say that the brand – the company you work for does matter in how much money you make. But would the actual brand of that company matter? Probably not that much. Maybe on sellers a little bit, but literally probably not that much. If you're an investor, is it going to matter at all? No, it's, it's not going to matter at all. So what is going to matter once you have all the tools is you as the agent having the right skills. If you don't have the right skills, then the investor is not going to get the highest rate of return. Guaranteed they're not. The seller is not going to end up netting, after all expenses are paid, the most amount of money. I guarantee you that won't happen if you don't have the right skills. 
and the buyer is not going to be able to live in the best house of all the houses that are available to them with the amount of money they got. So you having the right skills is the secret. And if you listen, if you're a regular listener to this podcast, you you have some of those skills. You don't have the super secret stuff that we teach you in the coaching, but you do have some of those skills. The next thing is the right schedule. If you don't have the right schedule, then it's very likely that a lot of investors that you could have helped won't get helped. A lot of sellers that could have been helped won't get helped. And a lot of buyers that could have been helped won't get helped. And then if you don't put the systems in place of the fearless agent, it's not going to be easy and fun for you. So my goal for you is that you make way more money than all the other agents in your company, maybe even in your whole town, that your schedule is the same every day, which is comforting, and that you've got the systems in place to make it easy and fun. So if you have all that, then then you're going to have a more enjoyable, more profitable career. And by the way, if this is it's time for a shameless plug, don't you think? Time for Bob Leffler's shameless plug. So I had a guy call me. He listened to the podcast. Well, there you go. You got yeah. one listener. That's right. <laughs> I think he wasn't the only one, but he was one. So he calls me up today and uh, he said, hey, based on listening to the podcast, it's already a good fit. I already know, you know, this is the right coaching for me. So we have a uh, – I asked him some key questions just to make sure because we want to make sure everybody is a good fit. So my goal for him, and I would give this goal to any of you, is that uh, he would do 40 listings in his next 12 months. Now he's done six transactions in the last 12 months, roughly, a little, little less than 12 months. So my goal – and he happens to be in Orlando, Florida and uh, – uh, so I was telling him about he had listened to Dave. Remember Dave that was on the show who was in Orlando, Florida? It was a brand new agent. He, he, I think he called in right when he signed up for our coaching. I believe, yeah. So we made fun of him and the stuff we do on the show here. As we often do. And then uh, I told him I wanted him to be the number one earning agent in his company of 300 agents. And uh, – so I was talking to him yesterday. He is the number one agent. So he's nine weeks in real estate. Nine uh, total. Weeks. Got his license nine weeks ago. Mm. And the number – and he's making as a part-time agent because he's a chef. He was the chef guy. The chef him. guy now. Yeah. Now, the chef guy. The chef guy. Who goes to uh, work at 3 p.m. at the restaurant, works till midnight, does real estate during the day. He uh, is – in nine weeks, already the number one earning agent and uh, and the number one producing agent. And the other guy who used to be the number one agent, he's making 30% more than that guy. And he's part-time. At what point will he no longer be a chef guy? Well, you know, here's the thing. Let's talk about that. Okay, so his wife, he's got a wife. Hmm. Women are, uh, what do you call it? They have this trait we hate. I think it's called sensible. That common sense always gets that. in the way. It's, it's, it's quite annoying. Now, I'm sure there's men traits or guy traits or man-child traits in, my, in your case that women find annoying. But we're not going to talk about those today. We don't have time for that. So the, the woman trait, she's sensible. So she says, hey, I don't want you to 
jump into real estate full time. You know, we have to have a backup plan. So when I'm coaching him, I said, you know what? He can't wait to get rid of that. He's that 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 job is going to make him snap. He's around sharp knives all the time. So uh, I said, well, just just don't quit your job. Let's let's just hang in there. And then so you know, he, every once in a while I'd say, when when is your plan to quit the job? And he goes, well, I talked to my wife and she says maybe August. I go, okay. So then, okay, we're coming up on two it. days ago. Yeah. I'm talking to him and he says, yeah, my wife thinks it's a good idea for me to quit my chef job. I said now. Now that it's her idea, yeah, it's a good <laughs> that's the idea. Key. Make it her idea. That's kind of like the sales thing. We make the pricing your house right the seller's idea. When it's the seller's idea, then it's a good thing. So there's a way to do that. So if uh, any of the stuff we talk about here on this show makes sense to you and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were or you're brand new like Dave was – nine weeks ago and you happen to be open to the idea of having some help, then uh, if you would like to learn more, you can call me anytime at 480-385-8810. That is my cell phone. I will answer unless I'm on the podcast because two people just call me. Oh, no. One person called me. The other one is Spam Risk Telemarketer. I don't think I know. That that. was me. That was me. Yeah. I'm going to name my next kid Spam Risk. So that people think he's calling them all the time. Like I would ever have a next kid. Are you kidding me right now? So um, so if you, if you want to learn more, you can always call me and we'll just see if it's a good fit. And by the way, I do love talking to real estate agents. I don't want you to think you're bothering me. Uh, please don't email. Please don't text me. I'm in the car maybe, but uh, always call me. So 480-385-8810. You can also go to fearlessagent.com. We have a free webinar. Uh, The guy that signed up this morning on my way here, he had watched that webinar, found that very helpful. It's about 45 minutes long. You can take lots of notes. At the end of that, you would know whether the coaching is a good fit for you. And then you can go to the um, speaking page. There's a kind of where I sell my speaking gigs. You can watch a 25-minute video there. You could take some notes. You can call me anytime, 480-385-8810. And listen to every episode of the podcast with my sidekick, Ramon, here. And Doreen, who's out in the lobby. She's You don't want to bring her in? A value. Well, you know, she's doing homework. Did you know she's in seminary? I did not. Not the cemetery. Not like me, sedentary. Sedentary. (laughs) I didn't. I did not. She's in seminary. Oh, very cool. Yeah, she wants to be pasteurized. Mm, Just like the milk in your coffee. No, she's not going to be pasteurized. She's stuck working for me, with me, I should say, not for me. So, um, let's get back on track here. So, let's think about knowing your ideal target customer. So a lot of people who sign up for my coaching, the majority, I would say, say that their ideal customer is a seller, okay? So what if you wanted to work with buyers only? I do have some coaching students that are that way. What if you just wanted to do investors? Now, they're either buyers or sellers or both. But who is my ideal customer? So write that down. Now, most of you, Put sellers. Probably. If you did, 
think who they are. How old are they? Well, they're old because they have equity to pay you with. The young seller that's thin on the equity is a satanic Steven Spielberg-like creature. These are the worst people on earth. Uh, I say that with love. So you want them to have a lot of equity. Where am I going to find older sellers with lots of equity? Well, they're not going to be in brand new neighborhoods. They're going to be in older neighborhoods. So if the neighborhood is built older than, oh, let's say 2004, uh, it's possible that in your area, and you could check on this, has that whole neighborhood probably doubled in value? That would be kind of the minimum age. So wherever, whatever year houses that they were built where they've doubled in value. So the houses that have the most equity would be 1990 because they would that whole neighborhood would be 30 years old. The loans were 30 percent. So they're paid off even if they haven't doubled in value. They're nice. They're sane. They're smart. They have a ton of equity to pay you with. They're deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be. So we want to have a business model. We teach you a business model where you find nice, sane, smart people that are deadly serious about selling their house right now at fair market value, whatever that turns out to be, and they have a ton of equity. So maybe that's your ideal target customer. If they're buyers, the ideal buyer, who would they be? Let's say you wanted to work with buyers only or you say, if I'm ever going to work with a buyer, they have to be this buyer. So would they be low money down, FHA, VA? Of course not. Of course not. So we discriminate against buyers that don't have any down payment money the same way we would discriminate against sellers that don't have any equity. Not that we would never do business with them, but it's not our target. If they come to you or they're a friend and you're trying to do somebody a favor or something like that, but they're much harder to, to deal with. So if you can avoid the low money down. So let's say every buyer you ever worked with uh, had 40% cash to put down or more. So let's say you took my advice and you were going to do that. So they would get a conventional loan or their cash buyer. So if you only worked with cash buyers, you would have very little problems. They would be the buyer who's willing to overpay to get the right thing. So the bargain hunter is not my ideal buyer. Uh, they're the people that drive you crazy. So one of my coaching students called me yesterday, Grace from San Diego. She said, uh, I've got these buyers. They're driving me crazy. I've written all these offers. Nobody's accepting their offers. I said, well, how much are they putting down? And she said, they're uh, you know, 5% down buyers. I said, well, the only way they're gonna, ever going to get to live in a house is, they, is if they find one that's overpriced enough that it's been on the market for about 20 days. So that way you would know there's no bidding war. And that seller has to be willing to sell it at fair market value, which is less, so it would appraise. She says, yeah, that's going to be very difficult to find. I said, or the other opportunity would be to never, ever put another buyer in your car, never show another house again as long as you live because you told me not all that long ago that you really wanted to focus on sellers or sellers only. And she goes, that's why I called you. I just wanted permission 
to cut these people loose in a in a nice way. So I gave her the words to cut them loose in a very nice way. And she goes, I'm never going to put another buyer in my car again. So so um, so who's your ideal target customer? Know who they are. Then we can teach you how to find those people. So and then any other preferences, uh, you know, it's good to know what you hate. You know, like I I always say uh, – I want the buyer or the seller or the investor that's a good fit for me personally. I know me. I know who I am. I am probably shouldn't be, but I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> You're comfortable with who I am. Uh, very comfortable, maybe. That speaks poorly for you. It does. That you have horrible I have taste. low standards, though. So I'm very good. low standards, and I look for that in friends and relatives. So, um, But, you know, if I – pull up to the driveway and they have the coexist bumper sticker on their car. My bumper sticker says, keep honking, I'm reloading. You know, we're not going to hit it off maybe. I don't know. That's just me. So, um, you know, it's okay to do business with people who are like you, who do like you, and you like them. And then you got to find out what is their issue. They have problems. If you can't solve those problems, they don't need you. So maybe it's a seller. Maybe they have a health problem. So a lot of my, uh, you know, when you work with older people that have equity, they have uh, uh, health problems. So the health problem turns into a money problem. Now, you can't fix their health problem, but you can fix – well, maybe you can. Maybe they need to go from a two-story house with stairs to something that's one story. So maybe you can fix that part of it. Uh, But you can sure fix the money problem. Now, they have all this stuff. You know, these these old people would say – and when I say old, they're probably my age now. They also have a great, a great uh, variety of hard candies a majority of the time. I like the hard candies. Yeah. Not, you know, I'm not a – a bowl there. It's kind of nice. I like the hard candies. But I don't like it when – did you ever notice when you're, when you're back east and you unwrap a hard candy, it's wet because of the humidity? <laughs> I find that very off-putting. That's an Arizona thing. We want our hard candies nice and dry. The cellophane never sticks to the candy. It's there's no humidity. Uh, we're very picky, and I don't like sticky stuff on my hands. I'm I'm kind of that way. I notice you don't ever use the uh, hand sanitizer. I have never there. used hand sanitizer. No, no, not about to start now. <laughs> uh, so they have stuff. These old people, they are hoarders. They have a lot of stuff, and they go, "What am I going to do with my stuff?" And instead of doing the process, this is the callback remote. <laughs> you a fan of the callback? <laughs> back to the beginning of the show when we were talking about that Bring process. It all back Bring it all around. back. Wrap it up. Probably a nice little bow on it. What you say is uh, let's say there was a magic way that in one day I could turn all the stuff into cash. Would you want me to do that? Bob, how are you going to do that? Well, it wouldn't matter if you don't want the cash. Do you want the cash? Yeah, I would like it. But how are you going to do it? Don't worry about it. Sign here. I'll take care of that. Now, how am I going to do it? I'm going to call the estate sale lady. She's going to come over and in one day she's going to turn all that junk into cash and the seller doesn't have to worry about how it's going to happen. So you need to make things simple Always sell them on the outcome. Never talk about the process. And uh, honestly, your life is going to get a lot easier. So 
Once again, we want to thank you for joining us today. I want you to go to fearlessagent.com. If you think Fearless Agent Coaching is a good fit for you because you've listened to enough episodes or watched enough videos, uh, I'll trust your judgment on that. You can sign up for coaching. Um, Just make sure right after you sign up for coaching, you call me immediately because I want to have a quick conversation because I'm going to be sending you some stuff and I just want to explain that to you. Please do visit us at uh, fearlessagent.tv. You can subscribe to that. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810, toll free, day or night. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast. And until next week, do what we always do as fearless agents. Always have fun. Always be humble. But more importantly, be fearless. Thanks, gang. Thanks, gang.